Hello, everyone, and welcome to the first episode of Esports, the Hot Take. My name's Yugs, and I'll be your host, and your co-host, uh, his name is Alu. Hello. Now, uh, a bit of history about me. I've been playing mobile games for four plus years now, and I've been competitively playing and managing for at least three years. Yeah, we're we're both pretty well versed in this whole entire mobile scene. We've been together through the ups and downs. It's actually kind of interesting how everything's played out so far. But we've been together for three and a half years now, almost four. We're getting there. Yeah, something like that. So if anyone knows anything about the mobile esports scene, it would at least be us, because we've been through a good portion of it. Yeah. And I'm sure, as you can tell, uh, the topic today will be about mobile esports. And this episode will act as sort of an intro to mobile esports. If you haven't seen it before, uh, if you weren't aware that mobile games even had esports, or mobile games even had competitions, well, here's your intro. Yeah, it's surprisingly bigger than you're than you're aware of. Absolutely. Now, when you think of a mobile game, most people would think Angry Bird, Flappy Bird, I'd... and and other Candy Crush, right? Other such casual games that that are all mobile. Yeah, exactly. But if you actually care to discover, there is a whole world of of games just like games on PC or on console, but for mobile. For example... Examples, yeah. PUBG, yeah. they've got a mobile scene. They've got Call of Duty Mobile, which came out uh, at the start of this year. Yeah, I mean, if there is a... If, if there is a category of game that you're interested in for example uh if you like fps's you know uh play cod mobile if you like battle royales play PUBG. if you like mobas mobas yeah uh mobile legends and arena of valor are great choices and if you're someone who loves loves watching csgo like the both of us do Critical Ops might be the perfect fit for you. Now, I I just want to uh, read out some stats that may shock you about mobile games. Now, mobile games dominate about 51% of the total global gaming industry revenue. Meanwhile, Console and PC games account for 25 and 24% respectively. That is such a huge jump away from the, the general perception. Yeah, when, when Yug sent me this on Discord earlier today, even I was like, That's, that can't be real. So I had to look it up myself, and it's surprisingly true. It's, it's definitely... The mobile scene is bigger than a lot of people think. It's not as commonly watched or really known of by others, but for some reason it accounts for double of either console or PC in their own respectable categories. And the most insane stat about mobile games is that there will be more than 2.4 billion mobile gamers by the end of 2020. That is an insane amount of people that have access to the wonderful world of games just because they have a phone. Yeah, and the current population of the world is 7.8 billion people, so that's what, like, just under a third of people that are playing games on their phone? Especially based off of the projected number that we're looking at for next year being at 2.7 billion. You know, that's, that's a lot of people. It doesn't seem like a lot, but that's a lot of people. Yeah. And, now, you might be wondering. Mobile esports 
sounds really great, but why haven't I heard anything about it? Well, uh, believe it or not, if you live in a country uh, that, that's either China, India, or one of the Southeast Asian countries, mobile is their first platform. They prefer mobile for games. Just how in North America and Europe, we have a culture of, hey, let's get on, uh, uh, let's get on our Xboxes, or let's get on, on our PCs to, to play a game later tonight. Uh, let, let's do like a four or five hour grind, right? Yeah, let's hop on, you know, CS, let's, let's go get some grind points in. You know, let's see if we can rank up at least once tonight, get some stuff going. You know, for, for console players, I know at least someone over here has said, hey, you want to play GTA later? Even though it's been out for like four or five years, you still probably play the game. Like, there's a lot of stuff you can do. And the, the thing is, w- with those countries, right... Just like how how we have consoles and PCs here, with them, obviously, a lot of mobile games is marketed towards the younger audience. So, uh, after school or after class, they get a quick round in. It's it's not uncommon to go to a Chinese high school or a an Indian high school or a Southeast Asian high school and see tons of kids on their phones playing games and the and the main one is PUBG Mobile so here's actually an interesting stat that I just popped up real quick so apparently EDAR E E D A R looked at the games people are playing and found that casual this is mainly casual not this is leaving out competitive casual mobile gamers tend to be younger which the average age is actually a lot higher than I expected. I expected it to be like 17 to maybe like 20 max. Apparently the average age is 26 years old. But here's the interesting part. Here's the part that no one expects. Is that they're more likely to be female. 70%. 70% of people that are playing casual mobile games are females. Which is extremely interesting. And then on the more competitive side it seems like it's a little bit older for like just main like i guess you can say console pc stuff like that and is more on the male side which is surprisingly a lot lower than i thought at 58 percent. so for the people that think female gamers aren't out there there's apparently a lot over here yeah and mobile brings in the the incredible opportunity because there isn't that high barrier of entry, right? Most, most female gamers would probably hesitate before buying a PlayStation, an Xbox, or a high-end gaming PC. But because of the culture uh, around phones and how everyone has a phone and everyone pretty much needs a phone, it's, it's a much lower barrier of entry and they feel a lot more comfortable are playing games when they don't have to shell out five hundred dollars, six hundred dollars, even uh, even if we're talking about PCs, one thousand to two thousand uh, dollars, just to start playing games. And I even did a small experiment, just looking how expensive I could make a PC at uh, Ironside Computing, and uh, yeah, it can get kind of expensive. I was looking at twenty-two grand just to have a PC. I mean, granted, it was extremely expensive based off of how much stuff was put into it. The highest grade stuff I could find, uh, you know, triple monitors, six terabytes of space, stuff like that, takes up most of the cost, but that's still really expensive. Yeah. Now, now we talked a lot about esports in general and, and kind of how and mobile sports uh mobile games sorry mobile games in general right we've talked about the casual games we've talked about the hyper casual games but what we haven't really gotten into is the esports scene for mobile 
Now, you might think, hey, why should I try practicing a mobile game to, to earn money? Why should I uh, pick that over a more conventional platform like console or PC? Well, a lot of people don't know this, but there are as big or even bigger tournaments for mobile games than even traditional games. That might uh, shock you, I know. For example, just to put into comparison, Fortnite's like $3 million tournament uh, for console and stuff, for just the console and PC side of things. Uh, on the mobile side, there was a PUBG mobile tournament for $2 million for the prize pool. So just looking at that alone, the numbers are high. Uh, it can go higher if there's just more development in different games in the mobile scene. Uh, but you are going to see numbers uh, as high as you know some of the, the more popular console and PC games, for example, Fortnite. Yeah. Like, like, like Alu said, right? There are $2 million tournaments, right? And there are even $1 million tournaments. There's uh, $1.5 million tournaments. There are just so many huge, huge tournaments for these mobile games. And yeah, that, that came to... That was a shock for me. That was a shock for Alan. Because we did not expect mobile to have as big of price pools as they did. Now, one price pool that I really wanted to point out was uh, it is a game called Arena of Valor. Now, Arena of Valor is a MOBA similar to Dota 2 or League of Legends. Right? I'm sure everyone has heard about those games. Now, They've held multiple tournaments, multiple world championships, right? And their biggest world championships, the one in 2019, was $2 million. But that wasn't it. Uh, their fall league in 2018 had a $1.7 million prize pool. Their spring uh, tournament in 2019 had a $1.3 million tournament. Their tournament in fall of 2019 had a $1.1 million prize pool. And their 2018 championships had a $1 million prize pool. That is an insane amount of money coming from a game that is largely unknown. You would expect to see that amount of money coming from League, from CSGO, from all of the most popular esports titles. Right. But the fact of the matter is, times are changing. Yes. And a quick little search, by the way, and not trying to interrupt, but a quick little search on Twitch based off of the most watched games or categories for Twitch. You can scroll down and look at, you know, you know, Among Us, League of Legends, you know, just the just chatting section, Fortnite. Those will always be, you know, top five areas. But it's in the top 30, Garena Free Fire. That's a mobile game. That should not be at top 30 on Twitch. Uh, just surrounded by PC, console, you know, things like, for example, slots. Somehow people playing slots is at number 18 for most watched. Music is at number 16. But you've got a mobile game at top 30, and that's, that's something to look at. Yeah. And 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 that really brings me to the to the next point is that you shouldn't not attempt to play mobile games cuz you think there's no future for it. There will almost always be a future for your mobile game. Even the smaller ones, they still host $20,000, $15,000, $30,000 tournaments. Right, so it's it's similar in that aspect to PC games. 
and console games. Now, one other thing I did want to talk about is mobile also gives great, amazing opportunities if you're younger. Because mobile as a whole is so new, a lot of the pro players are 15, 16, 17, which you don't see very often in a lot of traditional esports. They're usually 20, 21, 22, something along those lines. So, so this gives really, really great chances for, for those of you that might not be old enough to compete for, for, for some of these you know, console or PC esports. But if you come to mobile, you'll have a great chance of earning money while playing games. And for the people that are signed to the teams that are down here, and it's like I like we've been saying, you know, constantly, it's surprising what you'll hear over here. You've got like uh, organizations such as like Cloud Nine that have been in the mobile scene, uh, you know, stuff like that. And you're looking at some of these players that are signed, and they'll get money just to play a mobile game. It's very convenient. At, you know, 90% of the population has a mobile phone that's not in a third world country. Um, and for a 15-year-old or a 16-year-old to just be getting month, uh, money on a monthly basis just for playing a game that they like or that they're good at, you know, that can save up. That can start adding up towards a PC or towards, you know, college money or a car, you know, stuff like that. Um, just making money in their uh, position at that age uh, you know, not having to, you know, be 18 to try to get really good at something for a console or PC to, like, make, like, a lot more money, of course, you know, and start seeing that as, like, a, a source of money. This is something that they can, you know, start adding up over time, and it'll help them in the long run in terms of, like I said earlier, f you know, funding for college, you know, funding for schooling, vehicular transport things of that nature and it's it's really good to see yeah and and something else that alu brought up about orgs like c9 is believe it or not c9 has a pubg mobile team but they do not have a pubg team i'll say that again cloud nine one of, if not the single biggest esports organizations in the world, has a PUBG mobile team, but not a PUBG team. That really, really shows you the potential there is behind mobile. And then because... there's these other smaller organizations that are actually building up based off of their mobile, uh, I guess you can say, rep. Like uh, a team like. Um... Space Station Gaming. They have a Counter-Strike team. I have watched a Counter-Strike uh, pro game of Space Station you know, playing in Counter-Strike, stuff like that. But they have a lot of mobile team. I expected them to just be like a smaller org, more in the mobile scene. And the day that I saw that, you know, them in a Counter-Strike game, I was like, wow, okay. So uh, this organization wasn't as small as I expected. You know, it's it, it can also be just a breeding ground of orgs that are just trying to grow and eventually get somewhere yeah speaking of orgs that are trying to grow if you were ever interested in becoming a tournament organizer and becoming a team owner an org owner if you're interested in helping a community and help lead a community mobile is one of the best places for that because while mobile has so much potential a lot of it is largely untapped right now if you really, truly wanted to make a difference in the esports world, maybe mobile is your best bet. Because I know it can be hard trying to get into PC, trying to get into console, trying to start tournaments, leagues, whatever the case may be, because there's already established tournaments and leagues for all of that. But if it's mobile, that's 
that happens a lot less. So you have a lot, a lot more opportunity to, you know, become the the next best best orgoner. Maybe you can become uh, the next best manager, whatever the case may be. And, you know, if you think mobile isn't for you or you're just too late into certain games, don't worry about that. We've got um, pretty much League of Legends mobile, just a straw copy of League of Legends, you know, based off of Riot, Riot's making and everything, but for mobile. Uh, that's coming out within the near future, and that's going to be big. You know, you're looking at League of Legends, one of the highest viewed esports in the world. I believe at one point it was actually doubling the amount of viewers than the Super Bowl. You know, things like that. Uh, just that is alone, you know, surprising. You've got all these sports fans that are like, oh, esports and gaming isn't a real sport. And then they get blown out of the water in terms of, you know, so League of Legends, that big, it's getting an official mobile game. You know, if you go into that early, or if you go into that just a little later than early, you can still go far in something as that. You know, be the next faker, you know? Just get really good at it, and you'll probably end up on a team getting paid. Right. Just like Alu said, right? You, you can make legacies. You can become the next faker. You can become the next Gump. You can become the next Shroud. You can become the next gaming superstar. Also, Alu also mentioned that League of Legends Mobile is coming soon. Right, but that's not the only game that's in the horizon. Apex Legends, a game that a lot of you, I'm sure, know, is also will also be coming in the near future. As well as uh, Rainbow Six, uh, the mobile game version it used to be called Area F2. And they got taken down by Ubisoft for a bunch of copyright. And then what the news came to us was Ubisoft bought out the developers of that game. And we're not entirely sure if they're making R6, like just slapping R6 on it and making it a mobile game. Or if it's just never going to be made. So you're looking at Rainbow Six to also be an opportunity in the mobile side. So now you've got Apex, which was one of the hypest games when it came out for PC. You've got R6, which is a continuously, you know, big on strategy and teamwork for PC and console. And then you've got uh, League of Legends that's coming out, which was massive on PC, is still massive, and still gets tons of this to this day. So you're never really missing out because of when PC comes out with a game and that gets big, eventually, if it's, you know, well-made enough and can be ported down to a mobile standard, then mobile can get it. And for the people that think that mobile, oh, you know, mobile doesn't have good graphics or I need a good phone to run this, I know someone in the Call of Duty mobile scene that still has an iPhone 6, okay? The iPhone 6 came out like three or four years ago, I think. In fact, I'll even look it up right now. Um, the iPhone 6 yeah. release. The iPhone 6 release date came all the way back out in September in 2014. It is a six-year-old phone, and this kid is bodying people in CODM. He is a signed player, and he's bodying So you don't need anything nuts to like go out there and just start slapping people. Yeah. I've even seen, you know, you, you might be wondering, hey, should I buy an iPad? Should I do this? Should I do that? Uh, is, is an iPad magically going to make me better? Well, an iPad can give you certain advantages, like, you know, it's a bigger screen. But a lot of that is still going to be your skill. Buying a, a new iPad isn't automatically, automatically going to raise your skill level. By itself, you still have to put hours and hours of practice into it. You still have to get used to the controls, right? And another interesting aspect to add on to that 
is that for both PUBG Mobile as well as Call of Duty Mobile, there was a portion of time uh, with PUBG Mobile where they banned the use of iPads. So it was more of an actual mobile game where you actually needed a phone to compete. So all of these pro players were stopping using their iPads, getting phones provided from their organizations, which is already insane. You're getting like a free $900 here. And relearning the game entirely based off their controls and everything, and playing on a smaller screen at the highest level, just to compete in a tournament because they said iPads aren't allowed. The same thing for Call of Duty Mobile. There was a discussion of if they were supposed to be banned or not, and if it gave an actual edge. And they said after, because there's a championship going on, after stage four of the championships, you're no longer allowed to use iPads. So you can use iPads to qualify, but that doesn't mean you're going to go far. Yeah. And, and, and that truly is one of the questions that we get a lot, is, hey, like iPads will not magically make you better. Yes, yes, you will see some improvements in your game because it's a bigger screen and whatnot. But there are also disadvantages to it, like how you can't use it for most tournaments. Most major huge tournaments. Now, now I actually wanted to get, to get into... Now that we've talked a lot about mobile games and, and kind of the, the statistics behind it and kind of what it is and why you should join it, we're going to give you some mobile games that you can play, that you will be able to, to play right out of the gate. You'll be able to have fun with these games. Of course, not every game's for everyone, but generally you'll be able to have fun with these games and if you put enough hours and practice into these games, who knows? You might even be able to become the next big thing. Now, So going off of the base game that we have listed, in terms of what you can go into now and definitely see at least you know three more seasons of the game, uh, just of play and being, uh, having the game put money into the game for tournaments, stuff like that. Uh, especially smaller community tournaments where they also put money in. You're most likely going to be looking at PUBG Mobile, Call of Duty Mobile, uh, things like Clash Royale. Clash Royale is getting bigger, actually. Uh, it started off not too great, and it's just been gaining traction since. Brawl Stars, that's on the rise still. It's still getting bigger, as well as Clash Royale. So you're looking at those two especially. Um, Mobile Legends, always been big. It's getting tournaments, you know, I think monthly or something of the sort in terms of monetary. Uh, you're looking at Arena of Valor. I think they had a $1.7 million tournament um, a while back, so they're still putting money into the game. And then Critical Ops, they recently put out an update to... Uh, make the rounds longer, make the games longer. Um, although that's more of a, I guess you could say fading at this current moment, they're still putting money into it. There was a smaller tournament that I read about for Critical Ops. So for most of the main mobile games that are out right now, you're still looking at a chance to get big in it, before a new game comes out, before you switch over. Um, and that's the big thing about mobile, is if a new game comes out and, you know, pro players or other players in general aren't satisfied with the game they're in, they'll just switch. Because it's not too hard to go from an FPS and play a MOBA because you've been watching League all your life. Or go from a MOBA and go to an FPS. Yeah, exactly. And, and and I know we threw like a lot of game names at you, so we're going to go into more specific and more in detail about all of these games. Now, it, it really depends on which type of games that you like. The, the first section will be for Battle Royale lovers. There's a few options for you if you love Battle Royales. First of all, and the best option that we believe, 
is PUBG Mobile. Now, PUBG Mobile, as you can obviously tell, is just the mobile port of PUBG. However, the community behind it and, and the circumstances around it have made it so much more than that. It's become so much more than just a port. In fact, I would say it's become its own thing. And I would even argue that it's more relevant than actual PUBG on, on PCs and on consoles right now. Definitely. I feel like PUBG on PC is so much different in terms of gameplay and such uh, than mobile. The strats are different. The types of plays that are going to be made are different. You know, who's going to sit where, who's going to drop where, what teams are going to win. You never know because at the end of the day, it's a BR. But there is a good amount of consistency where you'll see the same like five or six teams, uh, you know, outperforming the others. Uh, and that, that goes to show everywhere. For example, Team Liquid or Fnatic in uh, Counter-Strike. They were dominant during their prime. That's the same for other mobile organizations or mobile teams on this front. You will have a set of teams that are more dominant the other, uh, than the others, but uh, that doesn't mean that an underdog can just wipe the floor with everybody. Yeah. And, hey, if PUBG isn't your thing, right, if you've tried it and you don't think, it's for me. You want something that's more arcade-ish, something that's more fun. Well, there is CODM, uh, Call of Duty Mobile, but the BR part of it. Because Call of Duty Mobile has multiple sections. It has the multiplayer section, which is your classic call COD game. But there's also the BR section. Now, the, the reason why COD Mobile BR stands out so much is because it's, it's a lot more fast-paced. And there's a lot of really, really interesting and really fun abilities that you can use. For example, Airborne, which is the most likely seen on every team, is an ability that you can pop. It lands down, and you get four different uh, chairs attached to a large cylinder shape where uh, you click a button, you'd sit down a chair, and you launch up into the sky, and now you're gliding. You can glide around to different locations, have your entire team drop on another team to get the advantage in the first gunfight, things of that nature, or just using it for movement alone. And you're always going to see someone running that in the higher level of gameplay. As for, let's say, the regular COD with Warzone, because CODM's BR is based off of Warzone, except, you know, the special abilities and stuff, you're not getting that move. You know, you'll have helicopters, stuff like that, or more in-depth parachuting mechanics, but that's also on mobile. Other than the parachuting, everything over there is the same here. Except we've got the special stuff. Yeah. Like, because the arcade-like atmosphere of COD MBR makes it so unique, makes it so fun, Right, I, I know Alu mentioned Airborne. There are a few other perks that, that you could use. Uh, you can use Trickster, which makes clones of yourself. You can use Poltergeist, which makes you invisible for a short time. You can use... You can use... Um, you can use Smoke Bomber, which throws a smoke grenade that you can see through effectively giving you wall hacks while you're in the smoke. Now, for most games, things like that will be super imbalanced. People wouldn't even know where to start with those. But, in reality, with the implementation that Activision has chose, it is executed 
masterfully. And it makes the whole experience super fun. Now. Uh, now let's move on. Now let's move on. On to. Um, now, now let's move on to. The big like misconceptions about mobile gaming and such. As I mentioned earlier, a lot of people like to say that they need high-end phones to have good graphics or high-end phones to compete. That's just not true. At any point in time, you can kill your graphics or you can just put them to max. It doesn't matter. I myself, I have a decently nice phone. And I don't even run graphics that high. Just because it's a little easier for me to pick out a player's head from a lead. You know what I'm saying? If I have higher graphics, yeah, I can probably define the leaf better. And it'll kind of cover up the person. But I kind of make it easier for myself. And a lot of players. But if it comes yeah. to the multiplayer side... I'm going to run max graphics because now I can see the tiny bit of your head sticking out from a window. Exactly. Now, the thing is, mobile, most of the time, is actually built for those lower-priced, lower-spec devices. Because a lot of mobile games are either super casual games or competitive titles, they want to reach as many players in their audience as physically possible that's why you can run games on low and it doesn't make too big of a difference now to to kind of talk talk about why mobile isn't as popular as the other games but because we've told you a lot about how how much prize pools mobile has about the great games mobile has to offer. Basically, if there's a game that you can think of that's on PC, there is a either a port or someone made a very, very similar game on mobile. So pretty much anything that you can think of, there is a version on mobile. Hey, if you were into auto chess, that's on mobile. If you were into, um, you know, card Among games. Among Us. Yeah. Among Us Among is, is great. Being, you know, yeah, Among Us is, what, two years old? Not a lot of people knew about it. It blew up recently. There's a mobile version of it. And it connects to PC. Yeah. And, and, and because it's so, so, so good and easy and accessible it really it mobile really should be the best platform for 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 most people right of course if you have the money to spend sure a pc is probably better right if 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 you wanted to sure you you can get a playstation but mobile should be the forefront of gaming here are a few reasons why it isn't. Number one, it's a lot newer compared to every other platform. If we're talking about competitive mobile games, that hasn't really happened on a large scale until the past three or four years at the most. Versus where PC games and console games have had 15, 20, 25, 30 years of experience. And, and with that experience comes prestige. With that experience, people know about the game. People start watching it. Right? So, 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 so that's the first problem. It's still really, really new in terms of, of how old it was when when esports was really really created on each platform now 
problem number two is just the incredible amount of stigma around mobile. Right? Because, like we mentioned, a lot of people's perception of mobile games is casual games. You know, uh, like we said, you know, your Flappy Birds of the world, your your Angry Birds, your uh, Candy Crush, whatever the case may be, right? Those all didn't see. Uh, those all were not competitive titles for obvious reasons. They're all casual games, but because they were pretty much the first and and the most popular games. They're the ones everyone thinks about and everyone remembers. And with, like you said earlier, the the year difference, the gap between the growth of both sides. You know, for a while, people said, oh, you know, PC and console gaming's never going to be big. It's huge now. It's fucking massive. And then with the mobile side, we're saying it's not going to be big. You're looking at it from an early point of view. From the other side, for the people that play it, they know at some point it's going to be big as well. Um, as you already heard, it's making uh, more, or there's more player base on mobile instead of PC and console. It could be from casual or competitive, or both combined. You know, you're never too sure about it. Hell, maybe there's more casual player base than there is competitive. For example, games like Geometry Dash. That's pretty casual, you know? Just play it just to, for fun, you know? Get your reaction times up, stuff like that. Hand-eye coordination. Or playing something at a competitive level like Mobile Legends, where, you know, team building and stuff like that comes into play. So we're looking at it from an early point of view. And just like how other people thought about PC and console, we're most likely going to become maybe not as big as PC and console, but up there. You know, we're going to yeah. start catching up to the numbers of big sports, NBA Finals, you know, World Series, stuff like that, Super Bowl. Yeah, absolutely. And to kind of elaborate and, and kind of you, you know, kind of the evolution of, of this stigma was, at, initially, it was, hey, it's all casual games. There is no eSport around it. But now, the problem is, and I'm sure everyone listening has either seen or heard something about this, Raid Shadow Legends and other oh, similar boy. games. Because of games like that, right, and, and, and because of a lot of the monetization choices made by these developers who make these games, mobile just gets a bad rep as a whole. Because people see one or two mobile developers as the entire community. Well, that's not the case. Let me elaborate more on, on the Raid Shadow Legends part. It became so much, right, of, of, of a meme that people started actually hating the game because they just saw it everywhere, right? And sure, prop, props to the Ray team. They've done incredible work with their advertising. They've absolutely knocked it out of the park because if you're someone... On the internet, you've probably heard about Raid Shadow Legends. But again, right, because of games like Raid Shadow Legends, and, and to more of an extent, and, and the more harmful part of it, is those super, super cringy mobile game ads, right? Uh, I am sure everyone here has seen at least what. You know, um... 80% of you can't pass this level. Or mom versus dad, or something like that. 
because that's all the ads most people see of mobile games, right? Because people don't see COD mobile ad advertisements. People don't see PUBG mobile advertisements. People don't see Clash Royale browsers advertisements. If you're not already into mobile games, you see those super casual games. You see those, uh, to be fair, those games that are very much so more about profit rather than uh, a fun game or anything else. You have those games, and they're treated as the entire representation of mobile. Because again, that's all you see. If that's all you've ever seen of mobile, of course you would think mobile is only that. And the, the last last uh, stigma that, that is kind of around mobile gaming is, is kind of how in North America and Europe, right, you almost will never say, hey, want to play this mobile game with me? Because most of the time, people will laugh at you, right, if you're in school, or, or your friends will be like, why, why would we play a mobile game? But like we mentioned at the beginning of this episode, right, places like India, China, Southeast Asia, that's the exact opposite for them, right? And, and that's also because, because mobile was their first interaction and they fell in love with gaming, of course they're going to stay on that platform. And, you know, for, for example, you're looking at, again, Counter-Strike. Uh, EU and NA is typically the front runners of Counter-Strike. China and you know, SEA side, uh, you're looking at uh, League of Legends. They run that, you know, and it's dominant on both sides. For Counter-Strike, it's dominant for North America and EU. EU mostly, NA's catching up, but for League of Legends, it's more on the uh, SEA, you know, India, stuff like that, on that side of things, they're dominant. Um, but once it comes to a game where it's a combined effort of all different nations, it's surprisingly evenly matched. And that's not seen too often in terms of just the shift of who's better than someone else. Yeah, you'll have a dominant player here and there that are just better than the rest, but you're never going to have a dominant team in those types of situations. Yeah. And, I mean, and that those are really, really the problems around why mobile gaming and mobile esports specifically isn't as big as they should be right with the player count mobile esports should be the biggest out there but it's not so um to, to kind of wrap up uh this episode uh i i'm gonna give a quick overview of, of the entire episode right we talked about how successful mobile games are and, and how many players play mobile games, and how many people that, that don't even consider themselves gamers, really, play mobile games. Secondly, we went over all, all of the great, great, amazing options for mobile games that exist. And, and third, we went over why mobile isn't as big as it should be, and, and that's mostly due to stigma and advertising and just kind of bad actors and, and just a few bad apples in the entire industry. Now, um, I would like to thank everyone for listening to our podcast. Um, and I would like to ask you guys to follow both me and Alu on Twitter. That is where you can catch the latest updates, 
uh, you'll be able to ask us any questions that you may have on mobile games. If if you have a specific question, like, oh yeah, what game should I try to get into? Or do you have any recommendations on uh, a specific phone or whatnot? Follow us on Twitter and message us there, because that's where we'll see it the most. Now, uh, our Twitter handles are... My Twitter handle is ManagerYugs. And Yugs is spelled Y-U-G-S. So, again, that's ManagerYugs, M-A-N-A-G-E-R-Y-U-G-S. And Alu's... And, and Alu's... I don't believe I have one, actually. Yeah. Not Currently, he does not have a proper Twitter, but he will make one before the next episode. And in the next episode, we'll update you guys. And and make sure to follow him as well when, when his new Twitter gets created. Now, uh, I would love to give you guys a quick sneak peek of what's to come in the next episode. In the next episode, we'll be talking about Apple versus Epic Games. You know, the whole Fortnite mobile uh, issue. You'll notice that's, that's a huge mobile game that we didn't really get into, and, and there are reasons. Uh... I want to t- we we want to talk about PUBG Mobile versus India and, and kind of the PUBG Mobile ban and a lot of mobile games being banned in India. And we also want to talk about COD Mobile leaving Tencent's control and going squarely to Activision and what that could mean for the game in the future. But with that being said, I think uh, that's where we'll wrap it up for for this episode. Again, thank you everyone for listening, and have a good.